Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to Leadership Lean In. We are back in the studio. We are not in my bedroom anymore. This is signs of good things to come. Uh, thank you so much for everyone that's been watching, listening on podcasts. Thank you for commenting. Thank you for sharing. It means the world to myself and to our team. We are going to be even more committed to putting out more great content. In fact, we're very excited. My new book, Help I Work With People. Isn't that, Erica, what do you think about the title? It's my favorite title. I think, it, I think <laughs> it's going to work because right now we're living in days yeah. that it's kind of like, I feel like, help. Yeah. I work with this type of person right now. And so the new book is coming out. Make sure you grab a pre-order of the book. Also, very exciting. Today, you can text in. It just launches today. Uh, text the phone number 55444. That's two fives and three fours. 55444. Text the word people and we'll send you the first chapter of the book for free. So text in that number right now, 55444. 444, text the word people, and we'll send it to you. Also, for those that want to order a bulk order, want to take your team, your organization, your church uh, through the book, it is 30% off right now. And we've had one business order 500 copies. We had another guy order 200 copies to take his team through it. Uh, Pastor just texted me uh, this last week, wanted to order two cases of the book. It's that kind of book uh, to take teams through. And so uh, get on the bulk order. Uh, you can get on to my, the link in bio, uh, and it will be right there. But let's jump into content now. We are going to start a new segment. We need to have like a drum roll right here. I, I can but, do the drum roll. Yeah, we need to have some sound effect. That new segment comes, comes in. <laughs> yeah. We're doing a new segment on Leadership Lean In. It's called That's a Good Idea. Ooh. We need to have like a voice come in. That's, That's a Yes. Yeah. Do your rhythm. That's a good idea. Maybe we'll that, just that's use how I that. Put it in my head. Maybe we'll just do that. Okay. Five good ideas. Just leadership's all about just going like, hey, I need a good idea. By the way, no idea is good left alone. Wow. So in other words, don't ever just keep the idea to yourself. Ideas are meant to be in collaboration. And so ideas get legs when you share it with other people and they get to say something and so-and-so add something and that becomes the product. That becomes the, for in my case, the sermon. I never write sermons by myself. I have people add in this verse, that thought, this illustration. I'm always talking to Julia, what do you think? And together we create a beautiful product. So here's five good things. That's a good idea. Number one, listen, learn, lead. Listen, learn, lead. We are in the midst of racial divide. We are in the midst of unrest in our nation, in the world. Imagine this, George Floyd. I don't know if you've watched all eight minutes of his murder, but George Floyd's murder in Minneapolis sparked something in humanity that people in Germany and Paris and all around the world were protesting injustice. So this struck a chord with not just Americans, but with humans from all over the world. In order for us to get out of uh, uh, years, for, for America, 450 years of inequality, we're going to need to listen, learn, and lead. 
We need to listen to people that have been oppressed, people that have faced racism. We need to, we need to listen to our brothers and sisters. Uh, for us right now, our, the black community, we are really taking time to listen to what they have to say, what their experience has been like. And listen to uh, thoughts on systemic racism. Listen to what white privilege is. We need to listen right now so we can learn. I, for me personally, I've been watching documentaries. And six months ago, I wasn't watching 13. I wasn't watching 1992. I wasn't reading the book, uh, White Fragility. But now I'm learning. And then we got to lead. We got to lead conversations. We got to lead our homes. We got to lead our children. And we got to lead our communities into change. That's just a good idea. Number two, uh, take a 24-hour social media break. That's a good idea. Your mental health right now in the midst of, I keep saying these two Ps, protests and pandemics. Pandemic. uh, Please, God, no pandemics. (laughs) That would be the worst. But um, right now, you need to take a 24-hour social media break where you don't get online. You let your brain rest. It is too much. We are inundated with so many opinions, and we need a break to get our minds right. Number three, write thank you cards. This is just so practical, so easy. Help, I work with people. I talk about this in the book, that really people skills is just about learning how to serve people, how to honor people, respect people. There's nothing more honoring than when someone does nice to you, uh, something nice for you, someone gives you a, a, a gift, someone takes you on a trip, whatever it may be, write a thank you card. It's classy. And number four, making things right with people you've wronged. I love this good idea. Because you cannot do life well if you're doing people wrong. That's what the book is all about. You cannot do life well if you're doing people wrong. So you know what? Take a moment. If you've wronged somebody, go back. This this is just a good idea. Apologize. I'm sorry. Shouldn't have said that. I shouldn't have ghosted you. Shouldn't have been mean to you. I said this comment. I just want to own it. My bad. Because guess what? I really want to do life well, but I cannot do life well and do people wrong. So that's just a good idea. Here's the last one, number five. Laugh at yourself. It's a good idea. Why? Everybody else is laughing at you. You might as well just jump in with them. There is nothing worse than someone that takes themselves too seriously, and we always are calling that person that guy, that guy that takes himself too seriously. No, no, no. Laugh at yourself. My kids are making fun of me. My wife, she loves to have a little, you know, jab at me. My staff loves to have a little, he's a little Michael Scott. You know, just, hey, might as well just laugh. Everybody else is laughing at you. You're laughing too hard. Jump in with them. Those are just five good ideas. Erica, the boss Bosco is with me today. Yeah. I didn't even introduce you properly. Well, honestly, those were such good ideas. We could just go. It might as well, it would have been a better idea to say hello to you. I kept wanting to be like, that's a good idea. I just didn't know when to interject, you know? The whole flow threw me off. It was with fantastic. Segment. Well, I loved it. It's a good idea. Well, we're just a little <laughs> bit out of order. That's a bad idea. How are you feeling? I feel great. Uh, this office smells like a uh, Clorox wipe. Yeah, right. uh, <laughs> this, this is a safe clean, space. Um, and it's great to be here. And I feel like we're social distanced uh, appropriately. Yeah. Yeah. And you just dropped your daughter off. Oh, yeah. On your way here. At preschool. How, how's that? It's am- I feel like I'm smiling too hard. It's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> After four months of nonstop. 
I feel like I always life. have to like put the caveat into of like that's also very clean. There's like masks and like yeah, lots of yeah. measures being taken, but yeah. also like yeah, it's yeah. My four kids, um, we've come to the place where um, I don't know. I don't know if uh, we're gonna keep them. We're thinking about You're transitioning just like, them at out this of the point, home. Do you guys want to just like yeah? You know, you know, families send kids away. Yeah, I get it now. Okay, I feel like when I was younger, my sibling, my older siblings, they would always like lock us outside yeah. during the summer to play, and yeah. we'd be like, well, "Won't you let us in?" And now I get it. Now I get it. Yeah, yeah. You know, my parents just said, "Why don't you send the kids up to Washington, and uh, we can watch them?" And I think about it every day. Yeah, like I, it's my fantasy right You're now. Like, do you mean right now? Yeah, yeah. Oh, sorry. We, well, let's we're just, at the airport. It's so funny you say that. Let's just nail down the dates <laughs> right now. Hey, we're gonna do a Q and A uh, segment. Yeah, people have written in questions. Yes. We do not, the thing about question and answer is that, you know, it's kind of intimidating to say, like, I have the answer. Yeah. We might supply an answer. I don't know if it is the answer. Right. It's just more of like a dialogue yeah, it's around a your kind of question. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yes. Okay, let's see. Okay. You, you filtered through and you got the top I questions. I have not seen these questions. No. I have not heard these questions. No this pressure. Is, this is first glance. Well... <laughs> You're you like, think, what, you could just be like, here's the, good, here's the good part about this. This is not live. Okay. Yeah, okay. okay right, here we okay, go. Okay. I'm just going to start with, um, I'm, I switched up the question. I'm just going to start with, this is a LA question, In-N-Out or Chick-fil-A? Oh my gosh. In-N-Out. This is the, <laughs> the staple. I can get In-N-Out in wherever I am in the world, but In-N-Out is the staple. Listen. It is. What, the, do you, what do you order? The In-N-Out, I'll tell you in just a moment, but the In-N-Out next to the airport in El Segundo is the most genius. <laughs> Whoever owns that In-N-Out was like, I know what all these people that land from Missouri yeah. and Iowa and Pennsylvania want. They want this. So it's across the street from the airport. Yeah. Yep. And it has got to be the big. I want to know the busiest in and out in America. I think it's that one. My so, first sure have stood in that line, though. My order every single time I go is a number two, which is the cheeseburger. Yeah. I get it. Uh, protein style, yep. which is lettuce, no bread. Doesn't surprise me. I don't get any onions. I don't. I don't want no, onions. I'm not even grilled. I'm, I'm not a. Nope. I'm not an no. onion guy. And I get my fries twice through, and that because that's I do not like In and Out French fries straight up. I think what? the In and Out fry is a bad fry. Oh I'm just gonna go on my. record and say if I we're talking about ask this question. if we're talking about French fries, Chick Fil A French fries. Yeah. Demolish. I mess with those. In and yeah. Out. Okay. Yeah. yeah. But but the In and Out, if you take them twice through, they get crispy. They're good. And then I want In-N-Out sauce. Yep. And I put ketchup on it. Oh my! And then I get a. And then here's the real kicker. I get. It's called a uh, a lemon up. Have you ever had this? No, but I can the guess lemon, what it is. The lemon up is half pink lemonade, half Seven Up, and this combo of protein style, twice through French fries and the drink. I would. <laughs> I would love to see someone try and beat that. Honestly, that's the most detailed, oh. like specific. I just life. like I just feel bad for anyone who ha like goes to In and Out on behalf of you because what Story if they mess life. it up? Well, Julia, Julia will never. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, that's fantastic. I would say stuff. I have a pretty simple order. I don't have to go through it, but um, okay, we're gonna jump in. A lot of the questions uh, were based around leadership, church, conversations. Um, I like this one. It's speaking of help I work with people, all of that kind of thing. I feel like you're really great at conversation. This question was, how do I bring up a difficult conversation with someone when it's not my personality to start the conversation? Wow. So speaking to like, 
people who feel, I, we actually got a few of these questions talking about how do I lead if I feel passive? How do I yeah. speak up if I'm passive? So yeah. what would you say to someone that's like, I really didn't have a difficult conversation, but that's just not my personality. Yeah, I, well, I think, you know, we're so intimidated by this word conflict. Right. And I think we have to remove the word conflict and replace it with the word clarify. Hmm. Because really, conflict is just clarifying something. Mm-hmm. I just want to clarify how that made me feel. I want to clarify my expectations. I want to clarify uh, what our values are here at this company or whatever it is. I think we get so worked up about conf- I got to confront them. Right. Ah, I don't know yeah. if you have to confront somebody. I think you just need to bring up a subject to bring clarity about how you feel or about what we need or about where we're going or about a change that we're making. So if we can remove the the barrier and the big giant intimidation of confrontation right. and just bring it to communication is just clarity. Mm-hmm. I'm just clarifying, fill in the blank. So I would say to any uh, another part for anyone that feels intimidated to do this. And, the, and in fact, I was just on the phone with a leader uh, maybe in the last week and they brought up this exact thing. I'm so bad at having these conversations. Mm. I'm so weak in this area. Um, which is good to recognize about yourself. That's not a bad thing. That's a good thing that you can identify. Your, I think it's really important for all leaders to identify their weaknesses. Yeah. In fact, I would encourage every leader, just make a list of all your weaknesses. Mm-hmm. I'm prone to this. I have a, a susceptibility to, to fall into this trap. I Listen, to every leader, there is a dark side. Mm-hmm. And so what people are saying here is, I, there's a dark side of me. Welcome to the club. There's a dark side to all of us. Yeah. And for this particular person, the dark side is, I struggle with having the courage Mm -hmm. to have a clarifying conversation. Okay, well, remember, our goal is to do everything out of love. Mm -hmm. So I only listen to people that... that clarify with me, that love me. Yeah. Anyone that confronts me just to air their grievances and tell me what they think and... Because now it's all about you. Right. But if I really love somebody and I'm really committed to them and I really have their best interests... Well, this is pretty easy because it's actually not about me. It's all about them. Right. It's not, it's not about what I want to just say, what I want to do, get done. It's actually like, I want to serve you. And the way that I serve you, if we're called, leadership is servitude. Mm-hmm. So if I really want to serve somebody, sometimes the best way I serve is I have the conversation that is needed. Right. I want to retreat. I want to just stay in my bubble. But because I love this person enough, I will tell them the truth. I love that. It's like the act of serving somebody is having a conversation and it doesn't have to be a debate. No. Conversation and clarity is not a debate yeah. on either side. It's right. I love that. Clarifying conversations. Um, the next question that we have is, um, how do you balance being all in for your church while caring for your family, yourself, and what do you do to find rest? Great. That's a large question. That is, and that but is it's good. The, that is the question. Yeah. Because I think ultimately what this question is talking about is health. Yes. How do I, you know, let's say, you know, entrepreneurs, business owners, um, church leaders, how do I really give myself to what I'm passionate about mm-hmm. and really give myself to the passion of my family, my home? Um, that tension will always be there. I think just being aware 
that I could be pulled over here too much. Mm-hmm. I was talking to a pastor one time, and he said, the only regret I have in my life is there was a season in my ministry where I knew I gave way too much to the church, and it cost my family. Wow. And so you, a lot of times you could see that in hindsight, in 2020 vision, there's hindsight in 2020 vision, and you look back and go, wow, I really failed there. But I think just trying to keep a constant awareness Am I doing a good job of taking a 24-hour social media break mm-hmm. to give my full undivided attention? And then I like to, for myself, I like to give myself pockets in the day where it's like my phone's on the counter and I'm focused on these guys. Wow. I'm yeah. focused on my family. Mm-hmm. Because listen, I do need to get stuff done. Right. I do have a lot of work. I do have a lot of meetings and phone calls and fill in the blank for every one of us. Um, there is a demand on your life. And then there is a demand in your home. Mm-hmm. And you can't. I always think about this. I thought it was really brilliant. One time I was listening to a podcast from um, Bill Simmons and Scooter Braun was on. Mm. Scooter Braun is in this town, in in the entertainment industry, an icon. Yeah. And he was talking about his value of being at home to be with his boys for dinner and to putting them to bed. And he said, if I can't do that, he said, I'm a piece of, you know, dog poo. I'm, I, what's wrong with me that I would put all of that right. as a more important thing than putting my kids to bed or having a dinner with them? Right. Because I can go out and have meetings afterwards, but at least putting that in my rhythm and my schedule that I'm going to be with these guys. I think acts like that, pockets mm-hmm. like that, decisions like that. And the best way to tell if you're doing a good or a bad job is your spouse. <laughs> yeah. Your spouse, which is the Holy Spirit. That's true. How does the Holy Spirit speak to you? Through your spouse. Yes. And so <laughs> I think it's making a team decision yeah. on your schedule, on your calendar. When are we going? Like, we want to go on a date night soon. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, then let's do Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday at home with the kids. Let's do Friday with the kids all day, Saturday. So like, there should be more meals at home with them than yeah. away from them. Yeah. Yep. So I think it's just tr- trying to manage that well. I, I I love exactly what you're saying because it all goes back to, again, clarity, communication, even like what your spouse expects, what your kids expect. That's it. Also, you you the person that you're you are at work, the excellence that you carry, yep. the drive that you have, translating that at home looks different, but yep. it's the same you. It's yep. the same person. That's it. Um, wow, I, I really love that. Um, speaking of like, I think that also, I think that you can, um, you can swap the word ministry for business Mm -hmm. as well. The same as somebody who's building a business and also building a family. Um, someone asked this question, how do you stay Christ focused while being in a business mindset? Um, I think this is such a great question. Um, you know, a lot of times we operate in church in an excellent level, but we also have people that are business leaders who yeah. carry um, their faith into the business world. So what would you say to people who um, are focused on a business mindset carrying uh, Christ in that? Yeah, this is a phenomenal question. And it makes me think about our morning. Mm. Because I think the morning time is really essential for business leaders, entrepreneurs, you know, anybody that's trying to build something. The first of your day. And the first of your day for me is a time of uh, setting my life right. Mm-hmm. getting my mind in a good place, whatever practice you need, maybe it's working out, maybe it's a Bible reading, maybe it's a devotional, 
I was talking to somebody the other day, a, a great real estate guy that's crushed it. He's, he has his Jesus book. He goes on his patio. He reads his Jesus book every morning. Thanks God. Wow. For me, it's a the practice to basically say, my life and my day belongs to you. Mm-hmm. Whatever you want to do, it's yours. As I lead my business, as I work hard today, as I take my meetings, I want to be spirit-filled and spirit-led. Yeah. Wow. So I'm just saying, good morning, Holy Spirit. How you doing? Good morning, Jesus. Thank you. Yep. I receive your strength. I receive your wisdom. I receive your grace. I receive your favor today. Help me as I go through my day that if there is a person you want me to stop and talk to, if there is a, you know, a financial sewing opportunity you want me to give to, whatever it is, just I'm yours. Yeah. If there's, if I go by somebody and I see him on the side of the road, I, I want to be the good Samaritan today. Yeah. Yes. So I think to be Christ focused during business hours is to start your day. Maybe it's the drive in, you're listening to worship music, whatever it is. It's like th- this morning for me, I'm it, reading my, you know, right now we're in the in the book of Hebrews, chapter six in yeah. our reading plans. So I'm reading uh, Old Testament, I'm reading the book of Hebrews. I got my Maverick City music on. I'm really into it right now. <laughs> and I go in the bathroom, I'm still playing my worship, and I'm just trying to get myself right. Yes. Because I know I'm going to give out today, but I can never give away what I don't have. Yeah. So in so order to be Christ centered during business hours or with your business, I think it starts with just saying, "Hey, today I want the mind of Christ. Yeah. Today I want. Today I want to be led by the Spirit. So God, just my life is your life. Whatever you want to do. Yeah, I love that. It's I. I feel like I've heard this quote so many times: "Win the morning, win the day." Mm-hmm. So if you can crush those hours, brilliant. Yeah. You're, you're pretty much unstoppable. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Um, a lot of this has to do with like mindset, yes. um, establishing identity, security. Uh, what would you say to people? We, we got a question. How do I um, deal with my fear of failure? Wow. Have you experienced that before? I've experienced an insane amount of failure. Yeah. You know, it's just part <laughs> of life. I think um, I heard someone say this years ago, and I think it's so good. People are not afraid of failure. They're afraid of the identity that is attached to failure. Wow. So, wow. so, so think about like Michael Jordan. I remember yeah. this commercial he used to have. He's like, I have played in X amount of games. I've logged this many minutes. I have taken this many game winning shots. I have missed this many game winning shots. And that is why I continue to win. Jeez. So he's talking about how many he made, how many missed, but he's like, he's going basically like, you do realize like I've missed so many game winners, Ooh. but I keep on shooting. Now, biblically, we believe that the book of Proverbs, though a righteous man may fall seven times, he still rises. Yeah. So life is about failing forward. Mm-hmm. You're going to fail. It's inevitable. You're going to have an idea you thought was going to... We live in a city that's like this. Yeah. I totally. moved to LA. I thought I was going to take off. I thought yeah. I was going to do this. I thought... And we live in a city of broken dreams, or a way you could say it is a city of failure. Mm-hmm. I think that the greatest way to look at yourself is I cannot be defined by my mistakes. Mm -hmm. And this is where we use the line, I might have made a mistake, but I'm I'm not not a mistake. mistake. I I have failed, but I am not a failure. Mm -hmm. I am a success because I keep trying. I am a success because I get back up again. And that is the great thing about today. Yeah. Uh, One of my favorite lines is today is the first day 
of the rest of your life. So good. Today. Today's yeah. the first day. So you woke up to a brand new opportunity. You woke up to the reality. The best is yet to come. Yeah. So I have made a litany of mistakes, relational mistakes, mm-hmm. personal mistakes. I've made mistakes with money. I've made mistakes in leadership. I've made, I could tell you more about my mistakes and failures than I can about my successes. Yeah. The reality is though, is that we've got, if you're going to be good at life and leadership, You've got to hear more of who you are than who you're not. So true. Talk about this all the time. So true. If I let failure be the narrative of my life, then I'm just going to stay in the rubble. Yeah. But if I get good, positive promises over my life, that is why you've got to feed yourself the yeah. right stuff. Right. Win the day, win the, you know, win the morning, win the day. You've got to feed yourself to ramp yourself up to go like, let's shoot another shot yeah let's go let's go let's do it again let's try and i think if we will not be afraid of the identity of failure so when failure comes it's inevitable i I, i've preached messages i get off the stage i'm like that's the worst thing i've ever (laughs) done in my life you know what next service is coming let's go yeah you you gotta just keep going i'm gonna talk about that in our top five in just a moment but you gotta just keep on going yes i okay i love this so much you also are probably one of the most positive people I've ever met in my whole life. Um, but that teaches people a lot about where they could go in their yeah. thinking. The narrative of your life dictates how you see yourself. Therefore, it. it dictates how you treat yourself and yeah. how you act. I've been obsessed with this thought of positive self-talk. Scientifically, actually changes yes. your actions. Like it changes the yes. way that your brain connects wow. your actions to your I thoughts. Um, so I just love that. So if whoever's listening who asked that question, I hope that they... Um, learn to lean into the positivity and letting go of failure, um, which is actually more empowering than sitting in the failure. Great. It's crazy. A couple more questions. I I love this one. This person was very specific. What are two things I can do to influence my boss? In other words, how do I lead when I'm not in charge? Such a a great question. That's a great question. I saw in the airport, there's a book that's all surrounded around this idea how to lead when you're not in charge. This yeah. is a, I, I don't know who the author is, but that's just a, what I, right when I saw the title, I go, that's a great book for so many people who are leading when they're not in charge. I think the first thing that comes to mind is, you know, you can't lead people that don't like you. Yeah. <laughs> So my yeah. first my first question is, does your boss like you? Right. And how do you get how do you get favor there? How do you win there? So it's, it's true. like it's like little things, right? Yeah. Like, hey, to my boss, I'm gonna, you know, uh, you just did this. You're you're so kind. But the day that my uh, we announced my book, you sent me a twenty five dollar gift card to Blue Bottle. So sweet, mm. such a kind gesture. That's winning favor that's Mm. that's so when i think of you i think wow erica's kind erica and roman are thoughtful people erica and roman are for me Mm. Mm -hmm. so there's little things that you do to win with your leader yeah i'm on time Mm -hmm. so i'm punctual i'm respectful i'm proved proving myself to go the extra mile. Yeah. I never do the minimum of what's required, but I always prove myself to go above and beyond what is required of me. Yeah. I carry a great spirit. I'm generous. I'm excellent. I'm fit. You know, all the things. Yeah. Because everything about you says everything about you. Mm -hmm. So I think the first thing is like, what are you doing to win with this person? Yeah. Great. Right? Such a great question. The second thing I would say is when you lean when you're not in charge, this is just... The second thought that comes to mind is you need to have a proven track record of what you say has credibility. Mm -hmm. And the way that you have that 
that track record is your life. Yeah. You know, like wow. you've got your house in order. Yeah. You've got things going for you. People like you. Mm -hmm. You've got a good reputation. I rarely listen to the person that they look like a disaster. They don't have a good reputation. Yeah. They Things are a mess. Yeah. It's like, I'm looking for the one that's like, wow, they're excellent. People love them. Uh, th every time they give me sound advice, I'm like, wow, that's really good sound advice. Yeah, right. So if you want to lead, I think you need to lead up. That's what we're talking about, mm -hmm. which I think leaders uh, there at the top are always looking down to go, what does the, the lower level say about yeah, this person? Right. Because I'm not going to really listen to them unless the people under them love them. Yes. So I got to first win with the, my leader and I got a second win with my life and the people I lead. Yeah. Because that is credibility. And, and, and my leader will listen to me if I've proven you've got something to say. Yeah. You've built something. You've done something. Yeah. You. What is it about you that all these people, the common denominators, everyone under you adores you, is loyal to you, yeah. is with you? Yeah. You know, I think about for in our organization, Chad and Ryan is a yeah. great example. It's yeah. like the, he's got this location of people. It's like they would take a bullet for him. Yeah. Okay, well, what is it about you that well, I'm? It, you've sparked my interest, right? So when you say something to me, I'm listening because mm -hmm. you have credibility. I love that. I love that so much. I think a lot of uh, leaders are leading from the middle, so they're leading people um, on their teams, but they're also. I feel like, um, you know, my time and leadership and all of that and leading on teams with you and Julia, I've learned to your responsibility isn't to get like your agenda across. Your responsibility right. is to carry out and lead others that are following you in the right. same way that you're being led. So um, kind of keeping that pipeline open yep. Um, yep. And, and doing that. I love that. Okay. Two more questions. Great. How do you feel about that? Yeah, two is great. Okay. Um, how do you not get pigeonholed into your position? Wow, that's such a good, you yeah. know, leadership is never limited to yeah. title or position. Yeah. A great leader is never, this is such a great story. Last night I was putting my son to bed and he keeps asking me this question. I don't know where it's coming from. <laughs> I can't wait. He keeps wait, saying, which son? Six, my six-year-old. Okay, that's going to be good. Dad, what's your next job going to be? <laughs> this is his number one question right now. And so, what? and so I, you know, he's asked a couple of times. So last night I kind of got frustrated. I was like, bro, do you not like what I do? Yeah. Like I get yeah. a little You're defensive like with my six year old. Yeah. Like, do you not like what daddy does? He's yeah. like, no, no, no. I, I, I think it's great. He's like, no, that's not what I'm asking. He's like, but what do you do next? And I go, I'm trying to find out like what he means. So he goes like, he's, I can see him process. And he's like, but dad, like when you get old, like old and you've got a beard. <gasps> well, very descriptive. And then he says this, you, you're. You're not going to look good on camera. <gasps> He's like, people won't want to watch you when Win you're old. Winston. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, so that's where all this comes from. Okay. You're aware of cameras. Yeah. And you so think daddy is young, but you know, when I get old, you think nobody's going to want to watch you, bro. <laughs> wow. This is from a six-year-old. Like, Let me just break this down for so, you. So my first response was like, hey, son, like, Maybe there's older people that are going to watch it on old guy. You know what I mean? <laughs> you like defending yourself? Yeah, yeah. But I'm like, I, I was trying to explain to him. I'm like, son, like my job is not just to preach. Like yeah, daddy right. does that. But right. no matter what I do, I go, 
son, our life, our home is always going to be about serving people, loving people, and helping people find Jesus. And I was trying to explain that to him. I think um, we live in such a great... I was doing a podcast yesterday, and um, this we were talking about this very thing that we live in an era where, um, you know, I if I wanted to, I'm going to get somewhere, follow me. When I when I go golf and someone asks me what I do, like yeah. if I get paired up with somebody yeah. and they go, what do you do? I never say pastor because mm-hmm. as soon as I pa- say pastor, they change. Totally. And I just, it becomes awkward. So when someone asks me what you do, I could say a number of things. I do a podcast. I'm an author. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm an executive producer for movies. I'm an actor. I could say so many different things that is because I, I did. I, 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 you, my, I mean, we have to kind of pause for that one. It's awesome. Look at my IMDb. It counts. It counts. <laughs> it counts. I could say that. Yeah. I could totally. say not, not that I've ever said that or ever would say that, but I'm just saying. <laughs> it's like I'm an actor. Yeah. Yeah. Just kidding. I, I, I own a business. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. So I, I think never a great leader never pigeonholes themselves so into good. one thing. Yes. And right. Maybe in the past people did, but we live in an era where you can have so many multiple outlets yeah. of who you are. And I think that you just, to be a great leader, never chase a title or a position. So good. I have never once thought about my title or my position because my title and my position cannot limit who I am. So true. Who I am is the greatest part of what I'm trying to do as a leader, not the title or position. So I would say, make it your aim, make it your goal to be a great leader. Yeah. And the rest will take care of itself. I love that thought. Also, the thought of reinventing yourself, not letting yourself be pigeonholed, yeah. getting out there, going yeah. for it. Um, I feel like it's easy to get stuck in whatever you're comfortable in. Yeah. And then you feel pigeonholed. And it's like, you got to get out. You got to know 100%. what you're supposed to do. Okay, last question. Oh, last one. I, I love this one. How do you decide if something is worth giving a yes to? This is phenomenal. How do you decide... If something is worth giving your yes, well, your no is always more powerful than your yes. Mm-hmm. So the thing that I think great leaders do is they transition from, am I going to say yes to this or is this a heck yes? Wow. So um, it's like, I've got an opportunity to do this. I got an opportunity to do that. I got an opportunity... All of them are good. Mm -hmm. Remember, every opportunity you have is good, but that does not mean it's great. Yeah. And so I think great leaders have the ability to go like, that's good. That's good. It's good if I did that with my time. It's a good thing if I helped so-and-so. It's good if I went there. It's good. That's all good. But I can only give my energy to what is great. Yeah. Heck yes, I'm Mm -hmm. going there. Mm -hmm. Heck yes, I want to do that. Heck yes, I'm partnering with that organization. Yeah. Or it's like yeah. f- uh, faith and prejudice. Yep. When that came to our table and we heard about that, heck yes. Yeah. I want my whole church learning about what what do we do right now. Yeah. I want my whole church leaning into this subject. Yeah. Heck yes. That wasn't a good yes. That was a great yes. Yeah. And so I think when you start to filter things out, it's easy to say no. Tessa, who is our assistant, she sends us opportunities all the time. This podcast, this place this webinar this hmm. zoom meeting whatever it is and it's like it's all good it's every one of them's good yeah. everyone is has credibility every one of them's awesome but i can only do so much and i think leadership is about going like i i 
I have identified what I am very passionate about in this season. Hmm. And so when I clarify my essentials, if it doesn't fit into this, I'm not saying yes to it. Right. So I think it goes back to the drawing board of going like, what are you about right now? Yeah, Like, totally. what are you putting your time and your yeah. energy into? Because there's there's some things that are going to come along. It's like, no, you don't fit in the thing right, right. now. Yeah. And, sorry, I just have another thought. Yeah. Question. Even in like where we're at right now as a culture, as a society, as a church, um, frankly, like we've had to... Uh, say yes to leaning in, to listening, leading, and learning. How yeah. do you how do you deal with as a leader who you're not just leading a staff, you're leading a yeah. church, you're leading a community. Um, frankly, like our city is, um, our, their ears are tuned into what's going on. Yeah. What are our leaders saying? When you decide yes, we're going to move forward. We're going to listen, learn, and lead. How do you deal with the criticism that might come with? A yes. Yeah. How does a leader make the decision and do Phenomenal. it it's securely? A great, a, that's a great question. Well, just you got to always remember when you decide, you divide. Yeah. So the moment you say yes, when I say yes to one thing, I say no to another. Yeah. Marriage is I wear this ring because mm-hmm. it is symbolic of my yes. I said yes to one, which yeah. means I said no to all other. Mm-hmm. So I divide I just sent everybody else out because I said yes here. Yeah. So decisions bring divisions. Mm -hmm. You got to always remember that. So when I said yes to standing up against racial injustice, and I said yes to protesting, Mm -hmm. and I said yes to putting on my social media, Black Lives Matter, I just put a whole other category of white fragility and people that don't want to face the reality of systemic racism and don't want to have racism be a part of the church conversation. I just put all those people out here. And that's why there is such a backlash on social media. Mm -hmm. That's why there is people attacking us and saying, why are you being uh, divisive? Excuse me? Mm -hmm. I'm being divisive? No, no, no. Racism is a gospel issue. Right. I totally agree. Racism is sin. Mm -hmm. And the solution to sin is Jesus. Yeah. So we cannot talk about Jesus and not talk about racism. Right. Because Jesus cares about racism. Mm -hmm. That's why he sits with a woman at the well, got rid of the 12 guys. Sometimes when you're dealing with racial issues, you got to get everybody else out. Yeah. So Jesus, when he dealt with racism as a Samaritan woman, remember, Jesus had to go through Samaria. Sometimes you have to go to places to bring reconciliation. So good. And when Jesus brought reconciliation, he actually got all the 12 guys out. Why? They they wouldn't have got it. Right. They would have been like, Jesus, why are you addressing this woman? Why are you addressing? She doesn't dress like us, act like us, talk like us, live where we live. Mm. So Jesus got all the guys out, and then he brought re- not just the gospel, but racial reconciliation with a woman from Samaria. Mm. So I just think sometimes we have to understand that when we say yes to something, you are saying no to somebody. So true. And you have to count the cost. Mm-hmm. If you're going to build the house, count the cost. So, so we count the cost. We're like, hey, when history book is written, I want to be on the part of the narrative that I stood up against injustice, yeah. raise my voice, and use my platform for the good of others who have been oppressed for 450 years in our nation. And yeah. I will not allow from Ahmaud Arbery to George Floyd, I will not allow this on my watch. Yeah. So I just think you have to uh, sometimes calculate that and say, you know what? I'm not going to stand up for this. Yeah. So true. So true. And it's so powerful when, you know, leaders like you and Julia, you do that. It opens up people that are following this say like, okay, I, I need to start thinking about this. I need to ask 
myself questions about this. I heard this great thought yesterday. Uh, we need to be stone catchers instead of stone throwers. And so it's our responsibility to catch those stones before they're, as they're being thrown at people, catch them, protect them, ask them questions, ask them what they need. So, um, yeah, I just, I'm, I'm thankful that you have said yes to that, that you've led that. Um, and I'm glad we ended on that question. <laughs> Phenomenal. I like the Q and A. It was awesome. I was a little nervous to ask questions. <laughs> I was like, oh, they were God. great questions. I'm like, is this a good one? They were, I thought they were great questions. Yeah, me too. We got to do this part again. Yeah. When, when the studio opens back up and we don't have any guests, this is a great episode. Yes. This is, this still works. It does. Okay. We're going to do top five. All right. This episode's top five. Here we go. Let's jump right in. Number one. Don't let anything break your stride. We are talking about this earlier in the episode, but don't let anything slow you down. Remember, offense is going to come. Criticism is going to come. COVID is here. Okay, all these things are happening, but you know what? Don't lose your stride, your confidence. Uh, another word maybe for this is your swag, your the, your aura, your moxie, who you are, your, you know, just that eye of the tiger. It's like, you know what? We're building something. We're doing something. Maybe COVID has you know, put you on the couch and put you on Netflix binging and maybe it's caused a little couple LBs to you know, join the party of your body. You know, maybe, maybe you're not doing that good. Maybe COVID has broke your stride. Let's get back up and get into the rhythm. You know, I was so inspired. My little brother was in town uh, this last week, and uh, he came into town. He was talking about his morning routine. And my little brother is a phenomenal pastor in the Seattle area. And I said, what does the morning look like for you? He goes, every morning I get by 4.30 in the morning, and I have my time. I have my coffee. I have my reading. I have, you know, just my whole morning routine. And then by the time the boys get up, I make them breakfast, and I'm ready to have breakfast with them. And I was just challenged by that. I was like, wow, you know, I'm not getting up at 4.30 in the morning. And since he said that to me, I've been getting up earlier and getting back into that rhythm and getting my confidence back, my stride back. Get, get somebody around you that is going to inspire you, that their stride does not intimidate you, but it actually inspires you. I was inspired by my little brother, and I'm getting my confidence back to another level. Number two, live with vision, values, and standards. Always. You got to have vision. Always starts with vision. Your life is being led by the picture or the dream or the vision you have. My business is going to look like this. My church, my, my career, my life, my family, you got all of life starts with vision. So first get the picture. By the way, vision does not come from podcasts. Vision does not come from preachers. Vision comes from God. God is the vision giver. That's why the Bible says, write down the vision, make it plain. So the one who reads the vision can run with it. Though it tarries, though it doesn't come overnight, it will surely come to pass. So write down your vision. What's my vision? What's my vision for this year? What's my vision for five years? Write down your vision. And then you have values. Your values live, lead you. It's like that old saying. I talk about this and help I work with people. Manners maketh a man. It's one of my favorite quotes. Manners maketh a man. Your manners make you. Okay, well, what's another way to say that? Your values make you. What do you value? I value people. I value rest. I value excellence. I value generosity. I really value kindness. 
I really value partying with a purpose. Your va- so I've got vision of where I'm trying to get there and my values are the vehicle which are gonna help me get there and so are my systems. I always put great systems. Your system for tithing, your system for discipline, your system for reading, your system for working out, your system for, you know, it's like anybody that's organized that has great systems has great albums in their phone when they go to look up pictures. Like, you know, I don't know if you're that person that you go in your album and you're like, you know, you're trying to, everything's in one album and you're trying to find that photo and you're going back for two years. People that have good systems, they're like, you know what? I have a system for like, I, I, I put pictures with this event here and I put pictures with this person here and I, you know, create systems in your life. They're going to deliver and help you execute the vision that you have. Number three, if you're not enthusiastic, you're not going to win. Come on, you've got to have a little bit of enthusiasm. That's why I always feel like as an orator, it doesn't matter whether I sit down or whether I stand up, I can bring great energy. Bring enthusiasm to your workplace. Bring enthusiasm into your parenting. Bring enthusiasm into your marriage. Bring enthusiasm into your relationships. Everyone loves the enthusiastic leader. Nobody loves the... Or lump on a log. No. Bring enthusiasm. That was pretty good. I like it's a great sound effects. Just I feel like I embodied the okay. Bring enthusiasm. Number four. The little things always make way for the big things. This is so true. A biblical reference for this. Catch for us the little foxes that spoil the vineyard. What is it saying? It's saying it's the little things that will spoil the fruit of your life. It's little attitudes, little comments. Remember, leader, what you are willing to allow, you have to live with. So I'm not a, I'm not willing to allow little things. It's like little roll of the eyes, little lack of respect. Little things make a big difference. I, I was recently sick and I was at home. I'm not feeling good. And the guy that leads the prayer team, I've got a prayer team at the church that prays for Julie and I, prays for us as pastors. So I hit up the prayer, the lead prayer guy and said, hey, this is what we're facing. And he says, I'm getting in my car right now. What do you need? I'll bring whatever you, I'll go get chicken noodle soup. What do you? And it was like, no, 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 you don't have to do that. But the littlest gesture goes the furthest way in the both positive and the negative. So remember, it is not the big bear at your organization's doorstep roaring going, we're going to take you out. It's little things that are lurking and creeping like racism that are going to take you out. So always count the cost on little stewardship decisions. Uh, Last one, number five, don't lose your crazy faith. I love this branding uh, from Mike Todd, phenomenal, now author, incredible, incredible. See what's happening there. And just Mike's an unbelievable force of enthusiasm and is someone that was a good steward of his life before. Now the world knows him and an unbelievable leader. But one of the things I love about him is he has branded this, this uh, series, Crazy Faith. And I just like that because we should have crazy faith. Like I heard someone say, if your dreams don't scare you, they're probably not from God. And so we need to have faith for not like stuff we can make happen in our own natural strength. We need to have faith for things that can happen only through the hand and the power of God. So I just want to encourage you, stir up your faith. Don't have regular faith, have 
crazy faith for the things that God wants to do in you and through you. Top five, this week's episode. What a phenomenal, that was a good episode. Yes, it's fun. It's fun. Give us, give us as we leave today's episode, what are the things we need to remember? We are texting the word people today. People to 55444. Text the word people will send you the first chapter for yes, free. that's right. Also, we are releasing a weekly leadership email. Yes. Okay, so go to Chad's Instagram, at Chad Veach. Go to the link in bio. Click on weekly leadership tips. Opt in. Opt in. They're good. We are sending one tomorrow. Yes, a weekly uh, tip. It's going to be so good. I'm very excited. We're starting this. And yeah. um, and then our next webinar is August the 6th. Yes. It's Thursday, August the 6th. And we're talking about perfecting people skills. Woo! It's going to be awesome. Hey, thanks so much, everybody, for joining us today. We'll be back very soon. The studio is back open. Woo. We love you. Woo.